How are we doing, folks? This is another episode of Talking Football coming at you with Austin Cunningham and Justin Treese. Hey, we're one week away from the NFL officially getting underway. More than a week. We're about two weeks away. Let me take that back here. Excuse me. We are two weeks away from the NFL officially kicking off. I don't know if I'm here, but Treese, I need to know how excited are you that we are this close to the NFL season just taking off. I'm really excited. The The hard part right now is you're so done with preseason. Like You're just like, oh, I need games that matter. But this week is the one that's fun because you get your starters for most of the time, right? So mm-hmm. this week is going to be fun. The weekend's going to be fun. Come Monday, it's going to be like, can these like week and a half just go by faster because I, there's no reason for any more. Of this preseason shit. I completely agree. <laughs> like, it's been real fun, but it's just, hey, training camp's over. I've seen enough hype videos. I've heard enough from every camp. I know what I was going on with my team. I know what's going on within the AFC West. I have a feel like I know pretty damn well what's going on in the AFC in general. I'm just ready to get rolling. I'm ready to watch some football. I'm ready to go travel to watch some football. I'm ready to spend too much money to watch football or be out of game. Like, let's freaking go, dude. And let's just get right on into this. There's not much more than you said besides the fact, does college football start this weekend or is it next? It's this weekend. We are like four days, three days away. Saturday. Let's go. We we don't we haven't even mentioned college football at all on this podcast. And I think it's something that we kind of want to keep an eye on. More as the season goes on, I think it might be something that we can talk about, you know, if a big play happens or if a big game's going on. I think that'd be fun to kind of keep us in the world of college football as well and also keep an eye on the top-level prospects that are going to be coming in the NFL draft. We will save that for when the season officially kicks off. So for you college football fans, I hope you're excited for this weekend because I believe tonight should start some college games. Is Mac Nation playing? Uh, Mac Nation doesn't start on... Thursdays until a couple weeks into the season, I think. They so. don't start on Thursdays until a couple weeks into the season. Don't, so, quote, don't quote me, everyone. Don't quote them. Moving on to what our first topic is here and what released for us last night, Tuesday, was Hard Knocks. We're not going to get too deep into this, but some things that really stuck out to me. Derek Carr, officially a weirdo. Like, what the heck, man? He goes up to their backup quarterback. What's his name? Mr. Longneck. Glennon, Mike Glennon. Glennon, and he goes, Glenn on, nice throw, my dude. Uh, the Cardinals suck, you know. Just he says something freaking weird, and you're just like, oh man, that really got me amped up. And another thing was his pregame speech that he gave. It was like he was trying to give like a big, like momentum type speech before a big game for the playoffs, week two of uh of, of the preseason. I don't give a shit. Just go out there, do your job, win the game, let's go home. We got to do our best. We are the best out here. No, 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 no. So to me, to me, I thought it was stupid. I'm not going to get too far into it. Trace, is there anything else that you want to mention, or do you want me to just keep on rolling with it? Just keep rolling, man. You're keep on, on roll. rolling with it. So that was about the, the end, middle of the episode. Thought it was kind of silly. Moving on, Derek Carr, officially a freaking weirdo to me. One of the best parts of the entire episode Freight Caliendo doing the impersonation of John Gruden, that was hilarious. 
when Derek Carr goes, hey, uh, Coach Gruden, you're going to sing. And he, you hear him go, no, I'm not. And then Frank Caliendo walks down to uh, the voice. I thought that was pretty good. And all of a sudden, where he just keeps talking, he goes, I'm just randomly going to fucking yell. And then he starts talking normal again. And then when he hits the line of, uh, I ran out of shit to talk about five minutes ago, dude, I fucking died laughing. <laughs> and so did the team. So I really love that aspect of it. It was nice to kind of see that change in that uh, that looseness of the team, with as well as Gruden getting made fun of. A lot of guys really don't handle that well, but I felt like Gruden handled it pretty fair. And then the last one, Gruden talking to to Brown, talking to AB. I really liked the way he handled that situation. Like it was nice seeing that conversation of like, hey, I support you and I'm here for you. You know, I understand that you you reach a lot of headlines. And then they were just kind of like they related to their colleges and using a big word that I don't remember right now. But it was the fact that they like connected on that. Like I thought it was really nice. It doesn't help that I don't remember the word. Trees, why are you laughing at me? Why you got to laugh <laughs> because, at me? Right now? Because you literally just said the big word I don't remember. <laughs> hey, I'm That's smart. Hilarious. I'm smart. I'm smart. <laughs> Continuing on. I also didn't like how when they said that, they go right into – AB didn't show into camp. <laughs> like he doesn't come to practice the next day. So it was like, hey, I'm here to support you, da 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 da. But you're not coming to practice. So there's a lot of up and downs with hard knocks. Trees, you gave a very, a very strong opinion when I decided to add this to our, you know, our list to talk about today. And I want to know what that opinion was and why, and then we'll move on. Uh, it was. Is this the most overhyped, boring hard knocks we've ever had? Argument why? Argument why? There's so many storylines and things that they could be doing that they're not. And their main focus is on guys like Mike Glennon. Like, Mike Glennon is the main focal point of this last episode. And honestly, him and Peterman were a big part of episode two. I, I just don't see that, right? Like that, that's boring to me. Josh Jacobs, your first round pick has yet to be on the series. He is yet to make an appearance. He is your star running back who you guys think is going to be the next great running back yet to make anything. Cleveland Farrell. He's been on a few times. He got yelled at one time. He, he, he did one little thing. He, he took a, he took a horseback ride. That was it. Cool. All right. So, like, your most exciting pieces, you're ignoring. The A-B thing is... I get... It's like people, they're sugarcoating it. Yeah, they're sugarcoating I get that people are overhearing about this and stuff. But, like, at least show the whole story. And, like, it was weird. Like, they made it seem like he was, like, super late to that practice. But I don't know if he actually was. Like... It kind of just seemed like all of them were just getting out onto the field, and he wasn't practicing anyway, so he was just going to walk out there. He didn't have to get dressed and stuff. I will say, I, I like you said, I love the like friendship that kind of Gruden and AB are making. Like that, that's really awesome. I really do enjoy that, and I do think it's cool. Like that during that first segment that you saw, like that Gruden does kind of have that team a little energized and relaxed and stuff. Like that's cool, but. Overall, I just don't, I don't see it. And they're not like, 
all the other ones, they have always had like a couple guys that they keep eyes on that you know are going to be like on the verge of making it or not, right? Like, do they get cut? Do they make the team? They they don't have anybody this year. Like, they're, they're focusing on Hunter Renfro. He's making the team. He's going to be a starter. Uh, that that Max whatever kid, what was it? Max Williams, Max something. The DN Wilson. that broke his hand, Wilson. Oh no no no, no, that's no Zach no. Wilson. You're talking about the fourth rounder. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, we haven't seen anything from him. He breaks his that, hand, that's it. And that's it, right? And even then, like, that dude's making the team, right? Like, they don't have anybody that you're like, oh, I want to, like, learn about this dude and, like, figure out if he's actually going to make the team or not. And if he doesn't, like, it's fun to, like, see where he goes because he'll probably get picked up somewhere else. Like, I don't know, dude. I just, I'm going to continue to watch it and stuff, but I've just, I haven't, I haven't fully gotten, like, invested like I have all the other years. You know what it feels like? It feels like fucking ballers on HBO with the. Oh rock. my god, I'm, that show I'm, sucks. I'm yeah, I'm five seasons in, but I I can't stop watching it because I'm like, it could be cool. They could make this a really badass show. Every Sunday, I'm like, yep, I just fucking wasted an hour of my time. Seasons <laughs> <laughs> later, I'm still doing it. The star NFL player's fat. The receiver that's supposed to be a star, you never see him do anything, just get in trouble. His acting sucks. The offensive coordinator, previous offensive lineman, cannot act to save his life. And then The Rock is about the only key piece, and then he just uses overdramatic, cheesy lines the entire time. I know. The I, best I, part I of that show is the white bald guy that cracks jokes all the time and is yeah. fucking lost. That shit is hilarious. Don't know his name. But he's funny. Did you did you know the, the star wide receiver is Denzel Washington's son? Well, Denzel Washington's son can't fucking act. I mean, all I'm saying is, can you just be a little <laughs> respectful? Like that's all I'm asking for. I'm trying. We're five seasons in. <laughs> We're five seasons in. And this thing still sucks. <laughs> they, they all of a sudden was like, wonder what the football thing's not working out. Let's go to fucking skating and like surfing. Maybe that'll maybe that'll uh, get some. A broader audience to this show. Yeah. No, nope. can't wait to see it. Yeah. Right, anyways, what my point here was, and we need to move on from this. I said we weren't going to talk about it long, and here we are, ten fucking minutes in talking about it. So, it feels like someone is running hard knocks that doesn't understand football. It's like someone was hired for this job because they've created a successful show elsewhere, and they're like, oh, do you want to come do hard knocks? Wow, look at this resume. Look at the experience you've done with this. Do you know football? No. Oh, but you have all this other production experience. Cool. Like, I understand if someone, you know, is really good at doing film and stuff and all that, but if, like, you don't understand football and you don't know what stories to focus on or anything about the team to focus on, the show's gonna suck, and that's exactly what it is. Like you said, we're focusing on a tight end the, the best part we've seen about him is a couple blocks in a two-yard fucking reception in the flat, and then him talk about his skinny calves. We haven't seen Josh Jacobs, like you said. We're talking about Mike Glennon. We're watching Nathan Peterman run in slow motion two, ep- two episodes in a row. I don't fucking want to watch a quarterback run in slow motion. What about the star running back that you drafted, just like you said? Put him in fucking slow motion. In practice, I don't care. The other receiver that you talked about that was from Oakland, let me see him in slow motion. I don't remember his name because it doesn't fucking matter. But the tight end that had the story, that was kind of cool with the bad pass with drugs, and now he's two years sober free and in practice making good plays and hearing his teammates talk and promote him. That was cool to see. But then with you put in the Madden adjusters, what? 
I don't want to. I don't give a shit what the Madden adjusters have to say because the game fucking sucks again. Because whoever's making that game doesn't understand football either, and I'm sick and tired of watching close over the shoulder throws get caught in real life. And you play fucking Madden, and the DB runs a better fucking route than the receiver. Yeah, I sound Dude, super mad and upset because I am. Because I am sick and tired of throwing a fucking deep ball in the corner that's on the far side playing cover three who is running the other direction with his head not turned around. The moment I throw the ball, his fucking head breaks. He looks directly backwards, and then he turns around and intercepts it. He's not even fucking looking. Like, ugh. Okay, so... I'm going to let you cool off for a minute, Aaron. Thank you. So, so the Madden adjusters, I thought was cool being on there, but they should have like done more with it, honestly. They should have done more with they it. They didn't because they don't fucking understand what to do with Madden adjusters. Oh, Madden. Oh, that's a pretty important game. Let's, let's have them talk. 30 seconds. That's all I, they got. I know. They should have gotten more. And <sighs> my wife walked in when the uh, <laughs> tight end – the one with the troubled pass was on the elliptical thing, bicycle, and just sweating. She's like, oh, man, he's hot. He has a lot of tattoos. And then she left. You can't even keep women's attention long <laughs> enough. When that shit is on your screen. You want to get the guys to stick around because we're fucking idiots. Clearly, we're watching Ballers episode season six, episode nine in two days. And there we go. So... We're men. We're simple. We're simple creatures, to be honest, and and they know it. But honestly, Hard Knocks needs to watch out because things like the All or Nothing series are gonna take over. No joke. Because they have cameras and they have cameras in the meeting room. They have audio from phone calls. They have coaches talking on the sidelines, and it's through an entire season. It's not through six weeks of camp that eventually gets fucking worse and worse every season you do it. The one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is kind of when I started going, man, this really isn't that cool of a show. And that was last year or two years ago. Last year with the Browns, I was just kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's all right. Like Baker Mayfield's all right. Country singer comes in. What's his fucking name? He's in the damn nationwide commercials with Peyton Manning. Why can I not remember names at the moment I get on a fucking podcast? I don't know why you can't. But the thing with the uh, Bears or Browns one, Jesus, I can't even name the team. Browns one, they focus on that backup quarterback one most of the time. Yeah. But again, though, at least you were like, hey, is he going to, are they going to keep three quarterbacks or not? At least you had that, right? And they had Nate Orchard, former Ute. So I was very engaged in that. It was like, is he going to make it or is it the other dude, the kid from Syracuse that, was doing all the math, and he's like, oh, yeah, if you invest this and this and this, you're going to become a millionaire and this many times, which he was all completely wrong about. Like, that's not how it actually works. But who's to say he's wrong besides myself? But enough about hard knocks. We're moving on. Yeah. So most recent news in the NFL, breaking news here. Not really breaking, not yet anyways, but I feel like it's probably going to hit the airways and people are going to start talking about this because there's nothing else to really fucking talk about right now. Le'Veon Bell does not agree with Antonio Brown's um, decision to have this fit about the helmet. He goes, it's a rule. That's his kind of, it's a rule, man. You got to follow it. <sighs> Is Le'Veon Bell in a position to sit here and talk about what's the rule and what's not? I mean, is Le'Veon Bell in a place to go, hey, Antonio, just find a new helmet and play? When his teammates were like, hey, 
Bell said he's coming Tuesday. He's going to show up here. Doesn't show up. Hey, Bell said he's going to be here before the uh, before the bye week. Doesn't show up. Oh, he's going to be here after the bye. Doesn't show up. Bell says he's coming back. Doesn't resign. It's a rule, he says. It's a rule. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. It is a rule. Okay, Mr. Fucking Technical. Man, I am dropping well, way too many F-bombs this episode. <laughs> um, you being upset. Ugh. Ugh. But, right, yeah. Bell obviously has a tough background in that sense. But, like, it wasn't because Bell wasn't doing stuff because of rules. Like, his team just didn't want to sign. Like, they, the Steelers followed the rule by franchise tagging, which I think is what you're getting at. Like, that was your point. But, whatever, Bell. Move on. Like, just... Just show us what you got in New York. Like that's fine. Um, but at the same time, if somebody's going to ask him, he's got He's going to answer, right? Like we can't. Yeah. There's a lot of times that I feel like, probably us included, like get mad at people for like the way they respond to things. When I'm like, people are just asking, what do you want them to say? No comment on a whole bunch of stuff, and then everything's boring. Like I kind of do like people being real. So, I mean, I like it being real, but I just he's had enough controversial stuff himself. That's fair. No, and I'm and not. That's just kind of where I'm at with it. Yep, that's fair. Moving on to another running back in the NFL oh. who plays the exact same position, which, duh, because I just said another running back in the NFL. What the fuck is going on with me today? There's another F-bomb for you. Moving on, Melvin Gordon is probably going to sit out a couple games into the season. Yeah. He really wants to get paid. I want you to elaborate on this because I know you have more of an opinion on it than I do. It's it's rough, man. Like that team is just so close, and they literally could make a run. So it's hard for like it's hard to sit there and make, dude. Just show up; they'll pay you next year. But again, I mean, what happens if you get injured, right? So you have to look out for number one. I totally get that, but it's so hard to watch when you have a team that's on that verge of having that su- possible Super Bowl run, and he just sits out. But I mean, he's standing his ground, which is, I mean, honestly, something you like to see. If you're going to do it, fucking do it. Just like how Bell did last year. I mean, like, but let's see once he starts missing game checks. Like, that's when you would start really thinking about it. I mean, a lot of holdouts that do happen where they show up like a week before camp, they make an agreement with the team. Hey, I'll show up and play this out if you just void all the fines of me not showing up to training camp and all that stuff. Right. And they just void it out and it's no big deal. But games, I mean, that's when you start missing paychecks. You're not making money anymore. Uh, what are you doing? Have you been saving up? Have you been doing this? Does your lifestyle agree to not having income coming in? All that type of stuff, right? So it's going to be very interesting in 14 days from now what's happening. I completely agree. And the thing is, is how much money is he going to make? I mean, is he going to make more than Zeke? Because he's not going to make more than Gurley. Yeah, we know Zeke hasn't got paid yet, but one of them is going to get paid first, and then it's really going to come down to, well, who gets paid higher? I think the ball should go to Zeke. I think he should be the one to get paid higher. But is he going to be in Dallas that long? You know what I mean? Like, does Dallas want Zeke in Dallas anymore? Like, if Tony Pollard Pollard comes out and has another – or comes out and has a good season, the Cowboys aren't going to sit here and go, well, we're paying Zeke all this money now. Like For maybe sure. they do just franchise tag him or let him play the year and then go from there and see how Tony does. The Zeke one's weird because he's got two years left on his contract. Plus, then he can get franchised two years. Like technically, the Cowboys don't have to do shit with Zeke for four more years. 
and he's going to be done by then. I mean, exactly. honestly, so with matter, the Cowboys. Right? That's why it's weird the whole Zeke holdout. Like, and I get it. Like he's only making like three million this year. Like I get that. Like that's why I always thought that they would make some sort of deal where the next two years, like it's more of like a two year deal where it's like just bigger money these two years and then just move on. So it's the same di- same time frame as his rookie year. But but for Melvin Gordon, all the reports are is that he doesn't want. He's not looking for girly money. He's looking for David Johnson money, which is third highest. And they're, and they're I mean, still they're still three million dollars under that is the report per year. Wow. I mean, if they're having issues with Melvin Gordon getting signed a contract here with the Chargers, what are the Panthers gonna do with McCaffrey? Are they automatically paying him or is this gonna be the same shit, different story? They 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 automatically have to them. The Chargers have more talent on that team that they have to figure out where a lot of money is going to go, right? The Panthers, what do they got, man? Like, wh- honestly, like, who who do they have to pay? Like, look, going forward, who are they going to pay? Well, if Moore has a big year, if Samuel continues to grow. Both on if, their second years. Like, they're still f- three years away from that. So Well, I happen. know that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when it comes to McCaffrey and you're in all those situations. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess him like, and Sam are have... the same year, same draft class. Yeah, rounds one and two. Okay, okay, so you got that right. So you got maybe a receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, Where are you at with still... Newton? Is Newton needing re-signed by then? Not in three years. I I would I would assume they've moved on, but to, by Newton in three years from now. You really think so? Yeah, I, I mean, do. He looked promising last year until his shoulder injury started just nagging at him. One more shoulder injury, that dude's done anyways. Yes, that's a good point. As you're sitting here tossing the football, you getting warmed up there? Yeah, I'm like, hey, hey, Carolina, I, I know a guy down in Salt Lake City, Utah, that's ready to roll if you're if you're ready. Yeah, he can do the same Patrick Mahomes throw, roll out behind the back straight to his <laughs> wife perfectly, and she caught it. And, and she, she caught, caught it. it. Hey, so, look hey, out. Backstory here. Backstory here. <laughs> it was the episode after we talked about the whole overhype of Mahomes on some of his – silly throws at practice and how they're not that impressive. Austin goes, I think they are. He's hitting them on the target. So I go into my backyard and literally do the same rollout, same behind the back pass and hit my wife right in the chest. First attempt. Showing him that it's You were three yards away from her. Patrick Mahomes was at least 10. I was a lot more than three yards away, um, but I bad. I, I wasn't 10. I will recognize I wasn't 10 yards away, but for sure more than three. It was probably more like seven. I don't know, Jim. Either, either way, it's a bad look if I can do it, is what I'm saying. No, it's, it's not a bad look. That just shows how much talent you have. You're right up there with those guys. Just missed opportunity. Yeah, uh, speaking of an opportunity for you here, the Cleveland Browns. What I have next to it, a freaking soap opera. I have another word that starts with F, but I think I've said it enough times this episode that I'm not going to say it again. Freaking soap opera. Treese, let's hear your thoughts on the soap opera that is the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield is such... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So the whole Baker Mayfield thing on GQ article, right? I don't care. Literally didn't bother me. Like, whatever. Like, he just said a whole bunch of stuff that... Honestly, everyone else said right when the draft happened. Literally everybody made fun of the Giants for taking David Jones or 
So why am I blanking? Daniel Jones, sir. Jesus Christ. Danger I don't zone. Know. Daniel Danger Jones. Danger zone. I literally just messed that up. I, I apologize. Daniel Jones. Wow, that was that was a bad look. But um <laughs> so I don't know why it was that big of a deal. It's just because it's Baker Mayfield. So I don't have a problem with that. Like, just like how I didn't have a problem with what Ramsey did with GQ last year, right? Like, I just don't I don't care. Like that didn't bother me. What bothered me is then he comes back. He's like, I didn't say that. Like, just own it, dude. Like, just own it. Like you said, like you you said if you didn't say those exact words, you said something pretty damn close. Like just like how Jalen Ramsey did. He's like, hey, they they may have they may have changed little things here and there, skewed it. But he's like, but they got the point across. That's what I meant. He's like, that's what I meant. Like they're all tr- all these quarterbacks are trash, right? Like that's what Ramsey said. Baker, just fucking own it, dude. Like. You, you talk shit on another quarterback and you like to play that undercard. I was not a high like recruit and all that stuff or high draft pick, whatever, just like Daniel Jones. It's like, it's fine. Whatever, man. Like you, you want to be that only guy that can have that card, whatever. Fine. doesn't matter to me. doesn't honestly doesn't bother me. It's coming across that it's bothering me, but it's not. Then the same day, the same day, out of nowhere, here comes OBJ. Ah, fuck. Haven't been in the news for a couple weeks. Better say something controversial. Um, the Giants, yeah, that was personal. Um, yeah, they they sent me to Cleveland to die. So they could have sent me somewhere else. Listen, Odell. Cleveland was a good team. Like they just went seven and nine or whatever they were. And then seven, eight, and one, right? And then everybody knew they were up and coming. So they don't send you to Cleveland to die anymore. Like that that's not a real thing. If they if it was three years ago, yes, that's a real thing. It's not. It's not anymore. You're making a story out of nothing, Odell. Like everybody and the whole other thing of Baker being like, everybody wants the Browns to fail. And we're like we're complete underdogs. You're not underdogs anymore. You, you just want to use that card, and you're not. Not so, Tom Brady. You're not Tom Brady, right? Like, so, and you were the number one overall pick. Stop acting like you weren't. So, um, for me, it's just it's more talk. It's kind of like what AB said, right? Like more, less noise, more, more work, more play whatever he said last night. Like, yeah. I like that, that, that hit, that hit me. And I'm like, I like that AB, the Browns should follow that, start winning some games and then become the circus that you want to become. Ooh, the circus Browns. Ah, that doesn't have good real, t- it doesn't have a good feel to it. Not yet. Give us Here's the thing is I want them to be good. Like that's the crazy thing. Like that offense is going to be like one of the most fun to watch in the NFL. Like I'm going to be tuning in to these games. And I I saw the eye roll, but I will enjoy watching each and every one of their games. Baker Mayfield is so is is cool. I actually like him. He doesn't bother me too much. But like today, like the things that are not today, but this week, the, some of the stuff he said, I'm just like, dude, you, like you're forcing it at this point. Like just just let it be. I completely agree. Uh, well, are you off your soapbox? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. You feel better? I do. Okay. Let's take a deep breath here. Let's get through those coughs. We're good. There it is. There it is. All right. My turn. Jerry Jones. 
comes out and says, I have the right with Zeke to joke, period. I've earned it. After coming out and saying, Zeke who? When he was, what do you want to say, encountered with reporters about where they're at in contract talks. Zeke who, he says. And he comes out a couple of days later once Zeke comes out and goes, hey, really didn't like that. You know, what do you mean Zeke who? I'm the guy who has led your team essentially to the playoffs. Um, I've been a huge part. Your offense is completely built around me. You have Amari Cooper and Dak who can't get anything started unless I'm rolling. Our offensive line is one of the best, but I continue to help provide that by being one of the best running backs in the league. Two-time league leading rusher. That makes some noise. And you're going to come an interview and go, Zeke who? Like, dude, get out of here. I don't care who you are as an owner. At what point in time do you earn the right to joke with your star running back like that and to other reporters in this time? Like, that's very inappropriate. I think it's very disrespectful. Yes, you have helped Zeke with a lot of stuff. But to come out and go Zeke who when he's in contract talks to become one of the highest paid running backs. Yes, he has two years left before they can essentially or four years, as we you know mentioned with the two franchise tags. If that gets through with the next CBA talk. Why? why? Like, why does that comment need to be made? And why are you so egotistical to say Zeke who? You know who the fuck he is. Everyone knows who Zeke is. I mean, we everyone does. If you go up to anyone on the street and say, who's Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, I don't know. Sounds like a running back in the NFL for the Dallas Cowboys. Fucking ding, 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 ding. There's more F-bombs. I apologize. But shit, that's just so stupid and idiotic as an owner. I don't care that the Cowboys won three Super Bowls in the fucking 90s. Guess how long ago that was? 20, 22 years. Tw- almost 23 years ago. Since I believe the last time they won a Super Bowl, if I'm correct. Right? 95 was the last time they won a Super Bowl? No. It was longer than that. They won them in the 90s. I thought it was 95. No, it wasn't that Smith when, went to the Cardinals. Wasn't that when the Niners won it was 95? Bro. Anyways, it, I, I'll let you look it up, but look, let me just let me jump in here. 96. Thank 96. you. 96. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I honestly didn't. Obviously, everybody knows who Zeke is. It, it, it's having fun that a rookie kid out of Memphis had a really good game. And it's like, oh, yeah, Zeke, like, <laughs> no big deal. Like, if, if Zeke is honestly getting upset about that, Zeke, you're a fucking baby. Grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. What this dude has done for you over the last three years, dude, he went to bat for you and made it so all the fucking owners hated him for a year. They all hated him. And he did that for you. So, yeah, okay, he made one silly joke that literally didn't mean anything. Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't doesn't mean anything. But what he's done for you does mean something. It's the reason why you've had two rushing titles. It's the reason why you weren't suspended for longer. It's the reason why he's supported you, gotten you on the private jet and flown you back and forth in all those meetings to New York. So to me, he, he's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> ridiculous. 
<laughs> I, I honestly, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, it's a silly joke. Like, I just don't, like, it is what it is. Like, I just, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it, people are making it a big deal because it's the Cowboys. Yeah. If the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars said that uh, on Leonard Fournette, nobody would, everybody would be like, oh, that's kind of funny. It's it's because it's the Cowboys. Only reason. I, mean, I feel like it would be a big deal if it was Fournette. I don't. You really don't? No. I would make it a big deal if it was Fournette for you. Then. Yeah, you would. Because that's disrespectful. And I would disrespectful. probably saying the same thing. Because, one, because my owner is the coolest owner in the NFL. But, um, and because I just don't think it's that big of a deal. All right. Let's move on then since it's not that big of a deal. I uh, mean, I just want it on record that I disagree with you. Well, it's on record several times here. So, moving <laughs> on. Moving on along. <laughs> The Bears, the Chicago Bears, are in love with Montgomery. Not too breaking news, not too surprising. He's back with all the moves. He's back that can do it all. Catch the ball out of the backfield, run up the middle. Pretty elusive. He's got some power. We saw that at Iowa State. It was the reason why he was one of the number one running backs in the draft heading into the season last year. You know, Josh Jacobs comes in and kind of takes that title along with Miles Sanders. But... This is where the Bears are at. They essentially got a steal there where they picked him up, where they drafted him, and we're just going to leave it there. I think he's going to have an enormous year, and he might be a guy that I look to draft in my next fantasy draft here as one of those guys in the later rounds that no one else is really paying attention to because they don't know that much about Montgomery. But guess who does? We do. Another guy that a lot of people are talking about. Just kidding. Everyone's talking about him. DK Metcalf. He had knee surgery a couple days ago. It's reported that he's not supposed to be out that long, which is good. But the only other th- question I have is, who is the Seattle Seahawks' second wide receiver outside of Tyler Lockett? David Moore, and he was before DK Metcalf anyways. He's still there. Didn't know that name. Why did I not know this? Because I assume DK had the job. He does not. He does not, says Treese. And here I am looking a little silly, looking a little silly. What's his name? What more? David. David. How long has he been in the league? Like three years. Who's he, he played like, for? He plays for the Seahawks. But that's for three years. Yeah, he had like six touchdowns last year. Six. Yeah. Did he do anything else besides catch six touchdowns? Dude, Russell Wilson didn't do anything except for throw touchdowns. He had like only like. That's his fucking job. But that's (laughs) there's a difference between having five thousand yards and touchdowns and having three thousand yards and touchdowns. Like his touchdown to yards ratio was more than Mahomes. He had like three thousand three thousand yards and he had like thirty five touchdown passes compared to five thousand and fifty for Mahomes. His touchdown to yard ratio was greater. What was his touchdowns? How many touchdowns? Like 35. And how many yards did he throw for? Like 32. That seems pretty fucking similar, man. Besides the fact that it's 5,050. Between 34 and 32. If you do the math... Oh my god, I'm not going to do this right now. I'll do the math for you. I don't feel like it's that that big. Like you're going to say yes, he has a higher ratio by what? 0.2? Either way, it doesn't matter. The point is, the point is, they're a running team, and he had thirty-five touchdown passes. 
So all he threw way more touchdown passes than what a normal 3,000-yard passing season normally does. An average 3,000-yard passing touch, 3,000-yard season probably equals about 25 touchdowns, maybe. Maybe between 20 and 25, not 30-plus. Like, that ratio is skewed. So what I'm saying is... Okay. Did more I'm do on page more? with you. More did sorry, not. Sorry to argue numbers. Sorry no, to argue numbers. That's what that's what this podcast is for, for us to do this. So um, what I'm saying is, is he didn't have a ton of yards. No, I honestly, I, I think he only had like 500 yards, if that. Probably less than that. He probably had like 400, but he just had a, t- a ton of touchdowns. Well, excuse me for not realizing that he was a number two receiver. Now we all know, and now we know that Russell Wilson's ratio is better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm still going to sit here and say, though, that I think Russell Wilson is one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. He has said that several times between him and Big Ben. Other people like to make other arguments and say different names, but I really do think that it is between them two. I'm still going to say Russell Wilson. No, no, I'm saying Russell. I will take Aaron Rodgers' deep ball over Big Ben's for sure. Mm -hmm. I feel okay. I just. No, the only like reason I'm one hundred percent. Okay. Like I really will. Like one hundred percent. Okay. Are you done interrupting me? Yeah. Sorry. You got this. You shit eating grin on your face. Moving on to the next one. Extensions in the NFL. Congratulations to Jalen Smith. Three, four years ago, tears his MCL or ACL and his LCL in his final collegiate game on what looked like a cheap shot shove that there was no reason for it to happen, but it did. You see him land awkwardly. His leg like wiggles in a way that legs should not wiggle. Tears two ligaments. A lot of teams go from, hey, this is a you know top 10 talent guaranteed in the draft to where you get pushed down to third and fourth rounders. The Cowboys take a chance directly before the freaking Chiefs in the second round. Directly before the Kansas City Chiefs in the second round. I remember this because I was like, man, if the Chiefs get Jalen Smith and he comes back healthy, they have a freaking linebacker to fill in right behind DJ when the time comes. Didn't happen. Cowboys took him, and here we are. Now he has over 50 tackles, solo tackles for the team when he was able to come back and play. Excuse me that I'm stuttering here. But there's a lot of information I want to share here with Jalen Smith, and it's an awesome redemption story coming after in the second round, after that injury, set out a year, come in, and now he's the leader for that team's defense, and now one of the top five highest-paid linebackers in the NFL. Props to you, Jalen Smith. I'm proud of you, man. For sure. I was at that draft, so very cool. And I was also super excited when the Cowboys took him because that meant Miles Jack fell a little bit further, and that's who I really wanted. So, because number one on my big board was Jago and Ramsey. Number two was Miles Jack. And Jags got them both. So I was very happy that year. Oh, Ooh, yeah. uh, let's see. Jakeem Grant for the for the Dolphins. Nice Four years, six million a year. Yep. Yeah, that's great for him. Like, Good. Solid, for sure. And then one that just happened like two hours ago, Damon Harrison for the Lions. Snacks. He got a, a, an extension, one year, $11 million. I mean, good for them, just that getting that D-line, just making sure it's set for the next couple of years, and like that's what they're going to do, right? That's what that front office wants, is that to have that nasty defensive line, which they have. That is pretty much all we have in regards to season updates, going around, talking about hard knocks. 
Now let's go ahead and get into the preseason. We are heading into week three. This is when a lot of the starters are going to be playing at least the entire first quarter, first half, maybe even into the third quarter, depending on how coaches want you know, their starters to do. I think Andy Reid usually has his guys play into the third quarter, let them play the first half, get through halftime, and then go, okay, now get yourself warmed back up and get ready for the season because next week you're pretty much just relaxing for another two or three weeks before the season starts. So, Therese, go ahead and lead us into the preseason predictions for this next week, sir. Thank you. You are welcome, sir. So tomorrow, I guess tonight for everybody that's listening to this episode, we have a bunch of games. Actually, we have about six all together. And I'll start out with the one that's on Fox, which is my team, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Miami Dolphins. The Jags are going to be playing everybody. They came out and said that all the offensive linemen are playing, which is great because none of them have played a single snap in preseason. So it'll be good for them to actually get rolling. Uh, Rumors are that Jawan Taylor has basically taken that right tackle job, which is great. And then Will Richardson, a third or fourth round pick from a few years ago, maybe stealing the right guard spot from AJ can who's been the starter for the last three or four years and got an extension this off season. But it sounds like Will Richardson's still in that job, which is exciting. Uh, we all know what AJ can is and he struggles on certain things, but he's really good against the run, but not against the pass. And so it's, it's nice. I, I'm actually excited for that. We'll get to see Nick Foles. I mean, we paid a lot of money for him. Let's see what he can do. Offense will get going. I think the whole defense is going to play. So I'm very excited for that. I legit am worried. If these, if the defensive line plays, which they should all play, I'm worried for your boy, Josh Rosen. That offensive line has been struggling against mediocre teams and not a defensive line like Jacksonville. And these guys are going to be hungry because they haven't been playing. So I legit am worried for him. I mean, I'm right there in the same boat with you. Is he starting this game? Did they come out and say he was starting or it, he it, is a starter? Not that I've seen. I, I looked this morning and I hadn't seen a report on either one yet. Well, if they're smart, they're starting Fitzpatrick. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, really, just even if Rosen is going to be your starter, like you said, there's no reason to put him out there against the one of the best defensive lines in the league. Yeah, none at all. And just for you betters, it is Miami at negative three. You take Jacksonville in this. You're 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 taking Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Like with them playing the full team, like you're gonna take that. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, did you have anything else on the Dolphins? Um, no, not really. But I want to mention something real quick because I had a feeling I was wrong when I said Jalen Smith was picked directly before the Kansas City Chiefs. It wasn't Jalen Smith. It was Miles Jack. And now that I'm looking back at this, listen to this. The top 10 picks in the second round of the 2016 NFL draft, Emmanuel Ogba goes to the Browns. Kevin Dodd goes to Tennessee. Ogba Ogba is now on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dallas Cowboys picked Jalen Smith. The Chargers picked Hunter Henry. The Jaguars took Miles Jack. And then the Chiefs took Chris Jones, still on the Chiefs. Miami Dolphins took Xavier Howard, one of the highest-paid corners. Tampa Bay took Noah Spence. Any update on him? He's not very good. Not very good. The Giants took Sterling Shepard, now probably their league, their leading receiver. And then the Bills took, at number 10 on the second round, Reggie Ragland, who was also on the Kansas City Chiefs. So out of the top 10 in the second round in the 2016 NFL draft, three of those players on the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I'm going to keep nuts. saying this. That draft class is one of the best. Legit one of the best. 
Look at the look at the top ten. It, not in the second round. Look at the top ten. Jared, I'm going off the top of my head. Jared yeah. Goff, Carson Wentz, Wentz, Joey Bosa, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, six was the Ravens. So Ronnie yeah. Stan- Stan- Stanley. Uh, yeah. And then seven was the 49ers. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And that was um, don't tell me Buckner. That was DeForest Buckner. Yeah. Eight. Who who picked eight? The team you hate the fucking most. The Titans. Yeah. And I don't I don't remember who they took. They took Jack Conklin. Oh yeah, they took Jack Conklin, who was very good, right? He's kind of died off, but he was very good. Nine was uh the Bears and they, the took, Bears Leonard and they took Leonard Floyd, which dude, that place went nuts when they took him because it was in Chicago. They went uh-huh. nuts. They were super excited about it. It was really cool. What's and happened then, with him? Why do I not feel like that name is he had a pretty good year last year. I think that it just took him a few years to kind of get get into the group. Which is, yeah, and then ten was who? Eli Apple out of Ohio State with the Giants. Okay, so not not too good, right? But like that's a pretty damn, like that's what nine nine very solid starters in the top ten, and we're four years. Wow. Old. Texas Will Fuller. Damn, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and look at this. Holy shit. Jaguars got Yannick Ngakwe in the third round. Like there are a lot of very, very good starting players in the NFL from this draft class. Paxton was taken at twenty six to the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So, very good draft class. Anyway, sorry. Moving back down to the games for this weekend: Bengals and Giants. Um, obviously people want to see the whole J- Daniel Jones got the name right this time. And Eli sure. Manning, like, let's see what happens there. Bengals. Let's see. Let's see what that offense is doing. See if it can improve, see what this defense can be. Right. Like you're just like, is this team as bad as everybody thinks it is? Or are they going to be a little bit better? Like how we think, you know, like I want to see the Bengals defensive line. If they're all starting, I want to see them against this giants offensive line. Mm-hmm. I want to see that battle in the trenches there. Yep. Redskins Falcons. Uh, I mean, Redskins. You want to you want to see how obviously Haskins does, but it's clear that he's not starting the season. So you want to mm-hmm. just see you just want to see that offense just in general how they do. I mean, Geis is still not cleared for contact. That means AP is going to still be that guy until he is. Yeah. Who has been starting? Has it been uh, Keenum or McCoy? Yeah, it's been Keenum. McCoy's Keenum. not cleared. McCoy's not cleared from oh. his injury. That's He's still not. Show. No, that that's a shit show. That's a big deal, man. Like, because he got forced back early because they were thinking that he they might be able to make the playoffs. Heard it more. Didn't feel he'll. Um, and then I mean, he never actually came back, but continued to make it worse and then had to have multiple i think he had to have three more surgeries this offseason to fix it hence why trent williams yeah hence why trent williams is like i'm not fucking coming back to this shit show did you hear what his like why no tell me more i think it i think it was him but like i was listening to this on the way home the other day but it was either him or another player, and I don't want to say name because I really just don't remember. But they go to the staff and like, hey, I got this bump on my head. Like, it's kind of bothering me, you know, whatever. The staff looks at it, and they go, no, nah, you're fine. Keep playing. Well, he plays, and he goes and gets it checked out by a specialist. It's a fucking tumor. 
He had a tumor growing on the back of on his head, and they completely just ignored it and said, "No, no, you're fine." Didn't take any pre precautions, no nothing. Just said, "You're fine, go play." I mean, lucky it wasn't cancerous, and they had surgery and they took it out. But I mean, like if you're an NFL training staff, at some point you have to go, "Hey, for your health and your future, you have something wrong with your head and it's bothering you, and there's a lump. Let's go check it out." Yeah. No, you're fine. Go put your helmet back on a play. Go let it just keep getting hit. Like yeah, that is just ridiculous. And then you say that was a Colt McCoy issue. Yikes. And didn't Alex Smith have stuff with his too with it getting infected and everything? I don't know yeah. if it had to do with the doctors or the surgery, if it had to do with the I think rest. It had to do with the surgery, the surgeon and stuff, but still I mean, it's like not a good look. Yeah, not at all. Wow, yeah. I did not realize that with Colt McCoy. And I don't know why I completely have missed that. Um within the Falcons not really much else there you want to see. I mean, Matt Ryan, if he plays, you just continue to build off what he had, what he did last year, heading into this year. You got a pretty promising team. You might have one of the best receiving cores in the National Football League. I mean, you're. I think that's something we ought to do. You know, our top three or five NFL receiving cores, or you know, position groups heading into the season. I think that'd be really fun. We're just talking yeah. here on the fly, but within the within the Redskins and Falcons, yeah, that's about all I'm looking for. Yep, agreed. Uh, I also would take the Falcons in this bet. It's Washington at negative two and a half. I will take the Falcons in that sense because I think that the Falcons will play quite a bit. Actually, why not? What's a tough one on that though? Not that anybody cares, but it's something crazy. Like the Falcons have lost like twelve straight preseason games or something like that. They haven't won a preseason game in like three years or something like that. And the Ravens have won, have not lost one since I think what 2012. Yeah, yeah, they're like 15 and 0 or something like that. 16 and 0, crazy, That's ridiculous. It is. Moving on, Panthers, Patriots. Want to see your boy at quarterback because Tom Brady's not going to play that much because he never yes, does. Uh, Panthers. I want to see. I want to see Newton get some time. I really do. And then I want to see Will Fuller get some more time. Like I just want to see those two. I want to see. I mean, guys like DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel have been getting a lot of hype this preseason. I want to actually see it in-game. Uh, Panthers, if you play Christian McCaffrey more than one play, you're making a mistake. If you want to give him just one run just to start the game and then pull him out, sure, why not? But like, don't play him. Come on, get out of here. Ravens versus Eagles. Do you think they play Wentz? Do you think they risk it? No, I, I mean, there's no need to because you don't have a back. I mean, who's your backup if something happens to him? If anything dude. happens. Dude, it's freaking the old man that you got pulled out of retirement. Cool. I don't want the old. I don't want Uncle Josh playing football yeah. unless he has to. And there's no reason for it to right here. Because, I mean, if let's say there's any push along that offensive line with the starters, with the Ravens defensive line, one of the best in the league with the Jaguars, right? If they get any sort of pushback and he's sitting in the pocket and makes a throw and he hits his hand off a helmet, hurts his wrist or fingers, anything like that, what a way to roll into the season with a freaking almost broken hand. Because you're throwing an NFL football in an NFL game and you're hitting your hand on top of a helmet, man, that's got to freaking hurt. Whew, that does not have to feel good. I can tell you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, moving on, we got the Packers versus the Raiders. Um, I want to see if AB gets any time. I really do. I want to see if they 
if he's healthy enough, if they just play him for a couple snaps. I mean, obviously he's not going to play the whole half or anything, but does he just get out onto the field? Same with Aaron Rodgers. He's been having back spasms the last week. Kept him out of last preseason game where they said he was going to play. He missed a day of practice this week. I want to see if he if he plays. Again, he doesn't need to. He's Aaron Rodgers, but I'm curious. I want I want to see it. I want to kind of like how you mentioned last episode. I want to see that defense, man. I want to see them flying around. I want to see what they do. Anything you want to see from anybody else on this? Um, within the Raiders, I would like to see Josh Jacobs do something. I would like to see more um, of your just mainly in hard knocks reasons. This is kind of what I'm looking for. I want to see more of Aaron Rodgers coming in with his uh, Canadian tuxedo. I thought that was freaking hilarious. That coming yeah, out this that's... afternoon. Uh, I want to see more engagement between him and Carr. I want to see if Carr's weird with Aaron Rodgers because apparently they're both weird. Uh, let's just see if that official title stays with Carr over Rodgers. But pretty much that's just what I'm looking for in hard knocks reasons. I don't think AB plays. I think they're going to completely let his feet heal. You know, instead of I I understand practice and stuff still happens, but a game, I feel like that's just a different level of intensity and movement on your body. And there's I don't think they should risk that. Yeah, can't argue that. All right. Moving on to Friday's games. We have two. We have the Browns versus the Bucks. Uh, Mike Evans not playing uh, quad injury. So for the Buccaneers. I honestly don't know. I'm not I'm not looking for anything on the Bucks. I literally am not. (laughs) Uh, does, does Ronald Jones play? Did you see that injury that he had last week on the, the way he caught it? The kickoff on the opening kickoff of week two preseason? I guess I must have missed it. What happened? He, his knee was just bent like the opposite way. And so he's like, what? Yeah. He's like, I guess it's like nothing's like wrong with it. Like structure wise. It's, he's just super sore. So he hasn't been practicing this week. So oh, I would fucking imagine. Yeah. Browns, I mean, what else more do you want to say? You know that they're going to come out on fire. They're going to come out trying to prove a point again, and I'm all for it. I want to see it. I want to see that offense at full goal. I I want to see OBJ and Landry on the field at the same time. I really do. Saturday, Cardinals, Vikings. We talked about this already. Cardinals, probably time to show a little, a, a few of your cards. Maybe not all of them. Maybe just a few. So, I mean, like your team does something, like they actually gain yardage. I mean, th- I think that's a positive thing. That would be good going into the season, not uh, looking like complete ass like you did against the Raiders. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Did you notice how upset Kyler was after that game, too, when he was talking to AB? Yeah, why'd you, why'd you send the house? Yeah, like he was, he just was just like, you could tell he's getting frustrated. I mean, I would too, though. Like, it's a fucking preseason game. Why the hell are you blitzing me like this? Like, just play your fucking coverage. Like, I'm trying to, like, I mean, what does he learn there? How to take a sack? It's not It's not the Raiders' job to teach Kyler Murray how to play football. And I, I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a smart-ass <laughs> way. I'm sorry. That absolutely you did. Totally do, like, I, you totally do, and that's what makes it funny. Is you just, <laughs> it's not the Raiders' job to teach him how to play. Well, I mean, I understand that, but I just – I get it from both sides. I just think it's kind of silly to be doing that at this point. Like, yeah, is this like uh, the pickup game with uh, Devin Booker, like don't double-team me and pick up ball because we're trying completely. to – Completely, yes. Is there is no like? reason to double-team and fucking pick up basketball. I totally agree with that. Okay. 
I totally agree with that. That's, I was going to say, I'm you want to go I, into that? I'm fine going into that. No, I, I totally agree. But to me, I'm thinking the Raiders are also trying to they, – they can practice a blitz play if they wanted to. Like, that's not – like, we can't say because we're facing a rookie quarterback, let's take it easy and not take oh, advantage no. of this. No, it doesn't have anything to do with him being a rookie. It's just – it's the preseason. Why are you sending the house in the situations that they are? I guess not in the situations because they're in their goal line, yes, go get the safety – yeah. get excited about it but it's just i don't know maybe like you said it's not their job to teach him that so cliff kingsbury show something to get fucking kyler murray out of the way yeah for sure uh vikings what do you want i i mean i guess i want to see dalvin cook play and stay healthy yeah which i don't think it. he's gonna play I, I i honestly don't think he plays a single snap in preseason yeah. there's a real chance they have for us to fight for a super bowl deep playoff push there's no reason to get anyone out there that long yep for sure uh Texans, Cowboys. Anything you want to? Anything like specific? I don't have anything like Tony Pollard. That's about it. Texans yep. wise, the offensive line. Let's see what's going on there. Is Will Fuller playing? And then their defense. Uh, just personal reasons. Dylan Cole. Both yep. went to the same school. Lived across the hall from him. Kind of know him. Pretty cool to see him playing in the NFL. Yeah, your best friend. Okay, so the Bears and Colts. Uh, I Montgomery. Right. You want to see yep. Montgomery play? Yeah. That's it. Colts. Andrew Luck's not playing, so like I don't care. <laughs> Bingo! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saints and Jets. Sam Darnold, keep building, keep building, keep building. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Breeze isn't gonna play. Does Br- Teddy Bridgewater look like he did Week One, where he looked good, or does he look like Week Two, where he looked like shit? Given he was sick, I'm gonna give him the pass on that. Because uh, Taysom Hill's on your ass, so you might want to watch out. Yep. Okay. I mean, at some point, you got to move on from one of them. Is Taysom Hill the future? Is he just your utility guy that looks fun here to there? Yeah, I think that's what it Realistically. is. Realistically. Because, again, I, I went on record on this a couple episodes. Yeah. This is Breeze's last season. Teddy's going to be the guy. Uh, Taysom will be the backup. Uh, Niners, Chiefs. What do you want to see from your Chiefs? Uh, I want to see a lot. They got a, a huge receiver battle going on. Marcus Camp just got hurt with a knee injury. I don't know what the exact result was, but between Tortoise, Cody Thompson. Yeah, for the year. How the fuck do you know that? Dude, I pay attention to the Chiefs very closely now because of you. When did that come out? I've literally been looking for it. Oh, it came out at like noon today? I hate my job. I hate my job. I can't I can't <laughs> focus on anything. <laughs> you, mean you, you mean you're focusing on your job when you're at work? <laughs> <laughs> the thing they pay you to do? <laughs> I kind of have to. My, my boss is on my ass. Anywho... <laughs> For, between them, the receiver battle, their defense, I want to see their secondary one. Thornhill, I want to see him continue to develop. Their third-round pick, Colin Saunders out of Western Illinois, I want to see him continue to grow. Um, at the corner position, Mark Fields, um, there's a kid that, man, I hate that I cannot remember names off the top of my head the moment a microphone was put in front of me. But uh, Mr. Miller, I don't know his first name because I just heard about him honestly last week. I haven't seen much about him, heard anything through camp, read anything about him, really even paid attention to him on the depth chart. But he made some plays last week in the rain, caused a fumble. Like I said, Mark Fields, undrafted kid out of Clemson. I want to see him do some more. And then you really just got to figure out is Sarvarius Ward going to be your starting outside corner outside of Fuller and then Melbourne when he comes back. That's where the Chiefs are there. Uh, quarterback position, who's going to be the third string? Shermer Linton. There you go. Maybe Henny does. Maybe they don't even keep Henny because there's not a reason to if Patrick stays healthy. 
but you want that veteran presence there anyways just in case something does happen. And then last but not least, Darwin Thompson. Is he going to fight for a starting position? Is he going to fight for a starting role with Damian Williams? Because Carlos Hyde might have just lost his job. He might have just lost a roster spot with that fumble last week. I understand that happens, but Andy Reid came out. Andy Reid came out and go, hey, we can't be having mistakes. We played sloppy. Patrick Mahomes didn't even look good thrown in the pocket. I mean, I don't know if they were just tight throws or if he was just like, hey, I'm just going to put it out there. Go make a play. It's not going to be an interception. If something happens, go. Let me get off the field. Maybe it was just that situation playing against starters. There's no reason to get hurt. And you know the Steelers are like, oh, we're playing football. Rah, rah, rah. So they're just gung-ho all the time. No reason to get hurt. Patrick Mahomes made good decisions. Not really. But like I said, Darwin Thompson, I want to see what he can do there. Uh, the next game that you want to talk about, is there anything you want to see between the 49ers? I'm not really looking for much from them. I mean, just uh, stay healthy. Fuck. Jimmy G to have a, a passing yard. <laughs> Good luck against that Kansas City Chiefs defense, boy. <laughs> I mean, like, look. really, though, like, he needs to he needs to look better. Like, he needs to be stepping into throws. He looked scared. He, he needs to look better. That whole offense needs to look better. Uh, the defense... I mean, stay healthy. That's all that defense really needs to do. Uh, back to the Chiefs, though, is because I really like looking at the reports of like projected rosters at this point. Like, it's super fun to me. Mm-hmm. And they have the last two that I've seen from the Chiefs has had Carlos Hyde not making the team. Where are you looking at when you see that? <clears throat> I Google it. I just go to different sites. I don't know which gotcha. one I look at last. Okay. So oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was some Chiefs Kingdom something, something, something. Was that Airhead Pride? Might, might have been Airhead Pride. Yeah. I'll send you the link when I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> when we're done here. I mean, I've probably already seen it. I just didn't know who you were going to for your information. I want to make sure it's right. Yeah, you're right. I don't want you to look like stupid places. That's fair. I like it. Uh, wow. Broncos Rams. Uh, Rams aren't going to play anybody, so we're not even going to talk about the Rams. Broncos, let's just see what this offense can look like. Let's see, like... Is it going to be Freeman? Is it going to be Lindsey? Uh, you like seeing Samuel. He looked pretty good mm-hmm. coming back last week. Um, and then what's his name? Drew Locke got hurt, so he's not going yep. to think. So he might have to have surgery on his hand. Yeah, I saw that. So, wow. I mean, you got to see if Flacco is still going to suck like how he has the last three years. And more. Uh, Chargers, Seahawks. Chargers, just don't play anybody. Literally, don't play a soul on your – just forfeit, actually. <laughs> Let's just forfeit. <laughs> don't get on a flight. Don't walk upstairs. Don't do anything. Just stand. And yes. You're going to get hurt. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, Seahawks. <coughs> I, I'm because Homer from the Utes. They have two Utes. Uh, Blair and Connor um, playing on the defense. And I just want to see those guys. Yep. Same with Puna Ford. I want to see if he can still continue to disrupt for the Seahawks defensive line. Get out of Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Second year, right? Second year? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. <clears throat> um, so that defense I'm excited about. And what about the last game, Titans-Steelers? Uh, James Washington just continuing to build their defense. It looks like they had a couple playmakers there for the Steelers. Uh, Bud Dupree was making some plays against the Chiefs last week. I know he's a starter. So, I mean, either either that or fighting to be the full-time starter. But, man, he was making plays look good coming off the end opposite of T.J. Watt. So I really want to see that continue to grow. And if that 
So then really the Steelers, the only thing they need to focus on is their, their corner position. Like they really need to get that, their secondary lined out, and I think they're good to go. Titans-wise, man, you got to figure out your quarterback because there's a lot of good reports coming out for Tannehill, and there ain't really much coming out for Mariota. And Agreed. Just, did you, you see? Did you see that rumor? And it was just a rumor, but like that a good trade would be Bud Dupree and a second round pick for. Uh, oh my god! Now I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Clowney, Jadavion Clowney. That would be a steal for the Texans if they got Bud Dupree and a second round pick. Yes. <clears throat> you think so? 100%. The way he looked coming off that edge, dude, everywhere. Stopping yeah. the run, getting pressure on the pass. I mean, just everything, dude. Keep what? an eye on him this year. I mean, he's going to be a breakout player for me this year for the Steelers. Cool. Excited to hear it when we do our breakout and uh, division winners. We're going to get don't that. Steal him. Don't steal him. No, I'm going to pick good football players. So, oh, ooh, God damn, I'm sorry. Send us off. Send us off. I'm done. I'm actually, fucking done. I actually was huge on D- Bud Dupree going into the draft. So uh, I'm sure you were. But I, I'm sorry. I love you. There's no need to be sorry. Just send us home. Okay, sounds good. All right, peeps. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you this weekend. Tonight we've been talking football. Yes, we have. And thank you for listening once again. We appreciate you. Check us out on Twitter. Find Justin Treese on Twitter at Justin Treese. Find me at AustinChamp33. We are also writing for the Scorecrow now. And if you want to make some fucking money, check out the recent article on the Scorecrow from yours truly, Justin Treese. Give it a like. Hit the heart. Maybe give it a retweet. And then go place your prop bet that he wrote about. And win some money. Cha-ching. Thank you for that. And now, tonight, we have been Talking Football.